Well, I want to welcome all of you this morning, and I uh, want to welcome you to a brand new year. So happy 2021, and I want to welcome you also. Yeah, I'm like pumped. It's 2021, you know. Um, we do just have to get excited about something uh, here in these COVID days. But uh, I really wanted to express appreciation to Scott for last week and just talking about some of the change that we go through in life, change that's come with the pandemic, and really appreciate the reminder that during season of change, God gives us two things. He gives us his peace and he gives us his plan. And uh, aren't you guys so glad that, you know, during times like these, we have his peace and we have his plan, and that's for every one of us. So I know I was so encouraged, and I just wanted to thank you for that. Um, but as 2020 goes away and 2021 comes anew, I think sometimes we just have to laugh a little bit. Have you guys all seen the new Match.com commercial? Okay, I like saw this commercial last month, Match.com, and just was rolling on the floor with laughter. It starts off, and um, Satan is sitting on his throne in hell. Have you guys seen this? And uh, he's completely bored on his throne, and suddenly you hear this bzzz, and he's, he's gotten a notification on his phone, and he's been matched on Match.com. And uh, so he's, he's curious. He's interested. And the next scene, you see Satan, big red guy, long horns. He's under this kind of romantic bridge. And a woman, you know, walks up, and she kind of nervously says, Satan? And he goes, yes. He goes, are 2020? And she goes, please, call me 2020. <laughs> and it is this literally match made in hell between Satan and 2020. And they run off, and uh, with Taylor Swift's love song, you know, playing in the background, they go on this series of dates. First, they're on a football field, having a picnic together in the stands, empty. And next, you know, they're running on a treadmill in the gym and no one's there. And my favorite is you see uh, 2020 and Satan kind of raiding a public restroom from all the toilet paper. And she's got her arms full of toilet paper. It's just, it's hilarious. And we got to laugh because we can all relate. And uh, finally, it closes with, with Satan and 2020. They're sitting on a bench overlooking a river and there's a bridge and uh, Satan's got his arm around 2020, and, and he just says, oh, I just don't want this year to end. And 2020 says, who would? <laughs> but it's just a great commercial. Um, but it got me thinking, you know, I, I, think, I think Satan loves 2020, not just because of a virus or because of a lack of toilet paper. I actually think that one of the reasons why Satan loves 2020 so much is because Satan loves to isolate people. And this has been a season that's been incredibly isolating. And, and, and Satan knows that if he gets us alone, if he gets us isolated, you know, we're actually weaker. You know, we, he can actually deceive us in those moments of isolation. And so this is a big strategy of the enemy. And I think that's why he loves 2020. Satan does not want us connected with our brothers and sisters in Christ. He wants us alone, but God wants us connected. God wants us in community. God wants us in a family. And that's what this series is about. This series is called, We Are Family. And if Satan wants us isolated, God wants us in a family. And the Bible says that God puts the lonely in a family. 
Don't you love that? That's in the Psalms. God puts the lonely in a family. And that just means that there are people out there that are lonely. There are people out there who are isolated. There are people out there who are weak and who are lost. And God's answer is to take us and to put us into a family. And here at Hope, we are a family. We're a church family. And so as hard as that is, you know, it's hard to see family right now. A lot of us just got done with a holiday where we didn't get to see family. I know that was the case for us. We were going to have family come into town because the pandemic didn't happen. So as hard as that is, as hard as it is to be a family and to see a family, how many of you guys know family's messy, right? Family can get messy. It's not easy um, because it involves people and with people there come challenges. But as hard as it is to be a family and as hard as it is to see family in these times, I believe that it's never been more important to be connected to a spiritual family. Because where do we go when it's, life is most difficult? We go to our family, and that's who God has called us to be. He's called us to be a family of believers supporting and encouraging one another. And so today I just want to talk a little bit about the church. And I want to dive into a brand new series called We Are Family. And maybe you're here today and you're wondering, what is church exactly? What is this all about? And maybe another question is, do I even need church in my life? Is this even something I need? And maybe a more important question is, how do we do this? How do we do family in a season where it's difficult to do family? Right? These are really important questions. But what I want to show you today is that church is not just an event we attend. It's not just a service we watch. Church is a family we belong to. And here at Hope, we are more than a church. We are a family. And that's what this is about. It's about we are family. So listen to Ephesians 2.19. This is what it says. Ephesians 2.19. It says, you are members of God's family. Together we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. So we want to look at this idea today of church as a family. We want to talk about what that means. Is it important? How do we do it? So that's what we're looking at. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thanks for this morning. Thank you for a family of believers that we can come and we can worship you and we can be strengthened by the encouragement that comes from being together, whether here in, in person or here online. God, we're stronger when we're a family. And so we thank you for the gift of a church family. And I pray today that you would help us to understand your plan and purposes for us and for your church. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we're looking at this idea today. Church is a family. Church is a family. And there are a lot of images in the Bible that describe the church. Do you guys know some of those images in the Bible that describe the church? Uh, the Bible says that the church, excuse me, the Bible says we are the body of Christ. That's Romans 12. The, body, uh, the, the Bible says we're the people of God. That's Hebrew 4, Hebrews 4 and 9. And it says we're the dwelling place or the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 3.16. But maybe the most powerful description of the church comes from what we just read a few minutes ago. Ephesians 2.19 and 20. 
which tells us that we are members of God's family. In other words, church is a family. And so we have to understand that when we got saved, God actually placed us in a family. And that's what the whole context of Ephesians chapter 2 is about. And so what we want to do is we actually want to zoom out a little bit on this verse in Ephesians 2. And we want to look at the whole story so that we see the big picture of what God is doing. So if you have your Bible, I would even encourage you, open it up to Ephesians chapter 2. Because what I want to show you today is that when God saved you, he put you in a family. And that's what Ephesians 2 is all about. It actually starts out in the whole first half of Ephesians 2, describing our salvation. It tells us the good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus saved us. And it's this amazing thing where it starts out in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, and it says, as for you and as for me, we are dead in our transgression and sin. That's a powerful statement, isn't it? We are in sin. And it's not just that our sin has made us bad. Our sin has made us dead. We're dead in transgression and sin. And because of that, Paul's going to say we're without hope and without God in this world. We're dead in our sin. And then verse 4, it says, but God. Those are two of my favorite words in the Bible. You were dead in sin, but God. Come on, we got to praise God for some big buts. And this one's one of my favorites. Can I say that? Can I joke a little bit this morning? Okay, but God, but God, because of his mercy, because of his great love for us. Come on, how much does God love us? God made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgression and sin. It is by grace you have been saved. I love that. I love that Jesus saved us. How awesome is that? Jesus didn't just come to make bad people good or good people better. Rather, Jesus came so that the spiritually dead could come alive in Christ. And that's what Jesus has done for you and for me. Through Jesus, we have come alive to God. We've come alive spiritually. We've come alive to a bigger vision and purpose for our life. And that is the grace of God at work in our life. It is by grace you have been saved. You didn't have to earn this. And that's what Paul goes on to say in verse 8. It is by grace you have been saved. Did we have to earn this? Did we ever deserve this? No, it is by grace. We went from death to life through faith. It's not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. That is a powerful verse. See, what this is saying is that our salvation is the free gift of God. And it's free because Jesus paid the price. He died on the cross to pay the price. He took the punishment our sins deserved so that you and I could experience new life simply through faith in Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. That's the good news. And here's what's so cool. That's only the first half of what Jesus wants to do in your life. Right? He has changed my life. I've gone from spiritual death to spiritual life through faith in Jesus Christ. And that's just the beginning. That's only half the story. What's the rest of the story? That's the second half. 
of Ephesians 2. And what we're going to see in the second half is that when God saved us, he placed us in a family. When God saved me and you, he put us in a family, a spiritual family of believers. And he actually goes on to talk about how through the cross, God broke down all the dividing walls. Are there things dividing people today? Oh man, never seen it quite like this, have we? There are so many things dividing us. And through the cross, God broke down the dividing walls and all the hostility. And, the, and he talks about how through Jesus, we're no longer strangers. We're a family. See, this is what God's doing in the world. This is his big plan. And we get to the amazing verse we read earlier. Let's put it up on the screen. Ephesians 2, 19 and 20. Here's what it says. After describing God's, God's salvation in Christ, this is what Paul says. He says, you are, and everybody help me out with this, members of what? You are members of God's family. Together we are his house. We're his house built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And the cornerstone is who? Jesus. The cornerstone is Christ Jesus. That means, okay, the cornerstone of this church is Jesus Christ. The cornerstone of this house, everything we're building upon, everything we envision for this church, the hero of this church is Jesus Christ. Jesus loves this church. He gave his life for the church, and Jesus is the Lord of the church. And what happens is when Jesus gets to be the hero of the church, it brings all kinds of people together. All different people, different political backgrounds, different um, tongues, tribes, languages. Everybody comes together because we have one hero, and that's Jesus Christ. And so Jesus is the hero of this house. He is what brings us together into a family. And so if you believe, Hope Community Church, that we're a family, let me hear you say, we're a family. We're a family. We are. We are a family here at Hope Community Church in so many ways. But what the scripture is showing us today, and you got to see this, is that when God saved you, he put you in a family. Think about that. Being a Christian is not just me and Jesus. It's me, it's Jesus, and it's a big old family. Amen? That is what, that's the way God put it together for us. And so God is called our father. We are called his children. And together we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's how the Bible describes us. And so this is our family. And, and the cool thing about the family of God is that it is a global family. It is a worldwide family. And I don't know if you've ever had an opportunity to travel to other countries and meet um, believers in other parts of the world. Um, it is an amazing experience. Because I tell you, it doesn't matter if you speak the lang same language, it doesn't matter if you look the same, if you meet somebody in another country who loves Jesus Christ, you just found family. And there is an instant family connection. It is a worldwide, global family of God, the church of Jesus Christ around the world. It really is an amazing thing. But not only is there a global family, there are local families that each one of us are called to. 
And the local family is where we allow people into our lives so that we can grow in our faith. It's where we live life deeply together, where we go on mission together and we see the kingdom of God grow and expand in our lives and in people's lives all around us. And, um, and we need to be a part of a local church. That's important. And one of the ways we do that is through membership. And I want to just use this word membership because um, it actually uses that word in our passage. You are members of God's family. And of course, as believers in Jesus, we're all members of the family of God. And that's true. But when you become a member of a local church, what you're actually saying is, this is my church, this is my family, and I'm committed to it. And so that's why membership, even membership, is an important way of saying, hey, this is my family. These are my people. This is my house. So I just want to encourage you, maybe you're here today and you've never become a member of Hope. Uh, maybe you're here today and you are just become a young adult and you grew up here at Hope and you've never gone through the class or anything like that. I just want to invite all of you to come and to be a part of what we're doing here at Hope and just to take this class. We're going to do a Discover Hope class, which is our membership class, right here at the end of the month. And this is a great opportunity just to find out what God's doing and say, you know what? I want to be a part of this family. I want to commit to this family. I want to partner with this family. And that's what membership's all about. But I just want to stress this one more time. Because I think we hear membership and we think about joining an organization. And that's not what we're talking about here. Church is not an organization that you join. It's a family you belong to. And so we want to invite you to come make a commitment to this family, to serve here and, and just to allow God to use you. And that's God's heart for every one of us. Isn't it amazing? God saves us and he puts us in a family. And so here at Hope, we're, we want to say we're more than a church. We're actually a family. But I think the question that comes up a lot is just, do I need it? Do I need to be connected to a local church? Do I need other believers in my life? Do I need spiritual family? And I'll just have you notice, in Ephesians 2, it says you are members of God's family. So that says this is God's will. That says this is not optional. A, a Christian needs a church family. I would say a, a Christian without a, a church family is like a person who says, I want to play football, but I don't want to be a part of a team. How's that going to work? You know, like, hand it off to yourself or, like, you know, throw it to you. Like, that's not going to work, right? I would say a Christian without a church family is like a fish that wants to be out of the water. How long is that fish going to make it out of the water? Not too long, right? And the same is true of our spiritual life in Christ. God has given us a spiritual family to nurture the life that he's given us in Christ. We all need spiritual, spiritual family. We need each other. And I think the challenge is, you know, it's, it's easy to try to do life on our own. Sometimes difficulty comes, we isolate ourselves. We think we can, um, you know, we don't need any help, and I am just as guilty of that, if not more. <laughs> um, snowed a, we had a big snowstorm a few weeks ago, you guys remember that? And I was like, I was so pumped. I had my shovel. And at 4.30 in the morning, I got up to shovel the snow, and I was going to get it done. I have a big driveway. I knew it was going to take some time. 
So I had my shovel, I was ready to go, I was gonna do it, I was gonna get it done before work, and I was gonna do it on my own. And I'm shoveling away, and um, I don't know, some of you guys shovel. The worst part was, it, it was deep, and it was heavy, but the worst part is when I threw it, only about half of it came off the shovel and the other half stuck. Have you guys experienced that? And you're like, this is gonna take forever. And so I'm shoveling away and my neighbor comes out at about 5 a.m. and he fires up the snowblower and you know, he, he does his whole driveway and um, sidewalk. It takes him about 30 minutes. And then like in an act of love, he comes over and he starts helping me because he sees I'm not getting anywhere. But it just was a reminder to me, because I had set out to kind of do it on my own, that we're actually better together, we're actually stronger together, and we actually go further in life when we try to do it together. If it's me and my shovel, I'm not getting very far. If I got a community, I can do this. There is a power in community. We need each other. We need spiritual family. We need our brothers and sisters in Christ. And when we isolate, which is such a temptation for many of us, see, when we isolate, we're actually disconnecting ourselves from the strength that comes from community. It's actually in community we grow in our faith. It's in community we walk in victory. It's in community we rise to the life that Jesus called us to live. So we, wanna, we want to connect with spiritual community. It's one of the gifts God has given us. As I'm thinking about hope, you know, I think many of us here at Hope are here, not necessarily because we found a great church, but because we found a great family. And I know that's been true for our family. We moved here four years ago in Colorado. We don't have any family in this area. Do now, that's right. Thank you. <laughs> and I was going to say, we found a family. We found a family here. When we have celebrations and holidays and we don't have family to be with us to celebrate, we found a family. We want to go on a date and we don't have grandparents to watch our kids, guess what? We found a family. When something's broke and I don't know how to fix it, found a family. We need spiritual moms and dads who are praying for us, who are going to meet with us and speak God's word into our life. We found a family here at Hope. And so if you're here and you're looking for a spiritual family that's going to help you grow in your faith, I just want to say, welcome home. Welcome home. Because we and so many of us here today have found family here at Hope. And we've grown in our faith because of it, and we've been encouraged and supported in so many ways. So I just want to thank you guys for being family. It's good to be a part of a family. So here's my question for all of us uh, here and watching online. Are you connected to spiritual family? Scale of 1 to 10. Right now, how connected are you to spiritual family? And if not, why not? You say, it's a pandemic. I get it, right? It's harder than ever to connect with family. Um, it's hard even just to connect with some of our, our, our family and friends. But this is what I want to challenge you with today. I want to challenge you, even in the midst of a pandemic, and this is my encouragement for our church, 
to stay safe, stay connected. Stay safe, stay connected. In disconnecting times, we want to fight as a family to stay connected. I was actually really inspired by, by a story I came across uh, a few months ago. It's, it's about Mary Daniel. And Mary Daniel, she would visit her husband Steve in the assisted care facility every day. Steve has Alzheimer's and is in a memory care unit in Jacksonville, Florida. And before the pandemic, Mary would visit her husband Steve every single day just to connect, just to care for him, just to say, I love you. And she was doing that every single day before this pandemic. And then the pandemic hit and all the care facilities closed and suddenly she was no longer able to be with her husband in person. And months went on, you know, three months went on where she couldn't even see her husband who had Alzheimer's in a care facility. And Mary Daniel started to get desperate. She desperately wanted to connect with her husband. She was so desperate, she actually took a job as a dishwasher in the, the care facility just so she could see her husband for a few moments every day. And that's in, in, a, in disconnecting times, guys, just like Mary Daniels, we have to fight to stay connected. We ha might have to do things we didn't do before just to stay connected as a family. And so how do we, as a church family, stay safe and stay connected in a time like this, in a pandemic? And, and I would just say one of the ways we've fought to stay connected is by our live stream. <laughs> I was gonna say live stream, but we'll get to groups. It's all right, I, I was pointing at you, Sandy. So uh, no, just, and, and again, we wanna thank the people back there that make it possible for us to stream to all of you who are watching at home right now. And that's one of the ways that we fought as a church to stay connected is by saying, you know what? Not everybody can be here in person for different reasons. And so we wanna make sure that whether we can be here in person or whether we're watching online, we're all gonna be able to worship God together. And so I, we just wanna say what an honor it's been especially to all of you who are watching at home right now, we wanna say what an honor it has been for us to bring the word of God and to bring worship and to bring prayer right into your home. We are so blessed to be able to do that. And I know for many of you, you're not able to get out right now and um, maybe your health has been a concern for you. Maybe there are other concerns where you've not been able to venture out and to come to a gathering. Um, but we know it's been an honor for us to worship with you at home. And we love and we're so grateful that you're fighting to stay connected with the church family through our online service. Um, and we're just grateful for you doing that. We're also excited to worship God in person every single Sunday morning, aren't we? Isn't it awesome to be able to do that? Just like Mary Daniels, you know, like I want to be in person with my family who I love. And so we are excited to be able to do that. Um, you know, I can't wait to see my family in person. I think that's the heart of Mary Daniel and, and so many of us here. And, and I just want to encourage us that, that it's time for many of us to get back into that holy habit of gathering with the family of believers in person on Sunday mornings. Now I know not everyone's able to do that, but if you are able, I wanna encourage you to get back into that habit of connecting with 
the body of Christ weekly in person here at Hope Community Church. We've got a lot of exciting things coming. Um, we're going to begin to uh, open up some of our ministries. There's going to be opportunities to serve. And so we just want to invite for those of you who are able to come back and to be in person. Many of you, you have, you have family that are far away like we do. And we do all those things. We do FaceTime. We do Zoom. We do phone calls. We do all those things. And we should do all those things. But nothing, nothing, nothing compares to seeing a family member face-to-face in person and just being there and sharing a moment. And so that's our heart. That's what we want to fight for here at Hope Community Church. We want to fight to be together. We want to fight to stay connected in a disconnected world, whether that's online, whether that's in person. Last one, small groups. This is another way um, that people have stayed connected here at Hope Community Church through our small groups and just thank our leaders who have, um, are leading our small groups. But we have a brand new semester of small groups that are they're starting up next week. So if you want to get connected with the small group, now is a great time to get involved. Maybe you've been disconnected with your small group. Now is a great time to get reconnected. Our small groups meet every other week on a small group week, ministry week rhythm. And the group leaders can explain that. Um, but it's really in our small groups where friends become family and family grows in the faith. Our small groups are really the number one place where you get to experience the family of believers, that living life deeply together, opening up your your life so that others can be a part of it. All that happens in community, in small groups. And if you want to be a part of that, um, you can head to our website, hccwg.org. You can talk to me or our small group leaders but we wanna help you get connected in a season where it's just so easy to feel disconnected. So those are a few of the big ways we connect here at Hope as a church family. Um, But but honestly, it's, it's a million small ways, isn't it? Isn't it the meals that are delivered after somebody gets out of the hospital? Or it's somebody putting a prayer request on prayer and praise so that we can be praying for you? Or it's um, meeting one-on-one with a friend here at Hope just to talk about what God's doing in your life. There are a million small, small connections that keep us connected. And that's what we're fighting for here at Hope in a season where a lot of people feel disconnected. So we want to help you connect as a family. So here at Hope, we're a family. Amen? Amen. And what does Satan want to do? Take all the toilet paper and... He wants to isolate you, and he wants to isolate me, because that's when we're the weakest. That's when we're the most vulnerable. So let's connect. Let's stay connected as a community so that we're growing stronger in our faith. We need each other, right? So that's our message today. We are a family. We're more than an event to attend. We're more than a service to watch. We're a family to belong to. And that's, that's what this church is about. This church was started as family bible church it's a family and we love that all right let's pray heavenly father thank you so much for this morning thank you that you've saved us in jesus for new life and god we love the way that you nurture that life that spiritual life in community your word encourages encourages us to not give up the habit of meeting together 
but to continue to do that all the more as the day is approaching. And so we want to have that all the more attitude here in 2021 of connecting not only with each other, but, but connecting with each other in order to connect more deeply with you. I pray for those who are uh, just walking through difficult seasons right now. And maybe there's a temptation to isolate or to pull away. And, and uh, I just ask God that in this season, Lord, that we would fight, we would fight to stay connected. And maybe it's reaching out today to a friend just so that we know we're never alone. We're with you, we're with each other, and we're better together. So uh, thanks for this time to gather and to study your word. And, um, and we love you, God. We love what you're doing in our life and in our church. And uh, we give you this time to worship and to respond. In Jesus' name, amen.